I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 227. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit, and I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, my man? Good, good, Chris. I, I, I got information from an inside source this week that we are going to beat the Chiefs. Allegedly. 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 Okay. Uh, in today's show, we're going to take a look at the Lions' win over the Eagles. We're going to take a look at Stafford's accuracy. we got a little bit to talk about there. We're also going to do a deeper dive on our defense. Gonna look ahead to the Chiefs, take you around the division, and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? Allegedly, yeah. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, time for a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. Woo. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis, and Brian Burkheiser. Beautiful singer. Beautiful singer. He's gorgeous. Uh, from I Prevail. Check him out, iprevailband.com. On tour right now. Great stuff. We're going to go see him. You're coming up uh, here soon to go see them in Fargo, aren't you? Let's Casey? get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, a bunch of other people are our friends. We talk to them all the time on the Slack, the Patreon Slack. It's patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get on over there. Uh, you can donate a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, twenty million dollars a month. Just a small donation to you. And uh, that helps us show out. We use that to pay for all the stuff that we do. I mean, we don't have a big corporation sponsoring us. It's just, it's just Case and I. And uh, that helps us run the show, do all the great stuff we do. And we give you access to really what is undoubtedly, and I say this unironically and unfunnily, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And if you've been to Facebook comments or Twitter or anywhere else and you see the Lions chat there, you know <laughs> the bar's low. But uh, we, we, we definitely put it higher. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Set up a little donation recurring monthly. And uh, you'll get access to the Slack and some of the coolest conversation on the internet. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see Case. Coughing up hairballs. Oh, I don't know, I don't know how they got there. I will say, though, that uh, keep, keep alert because we're now on the Instagram, the Insta, Detroit Lions mm. podcast. Oh, mm. oh, we're not doing much Are there yet, but we will. Look at this. I, I was I was built to be an influencer, baby. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. We'll talk about that in the calls. Uh, get in, check out our, our uh, post-game shows. We do the live show, Take Your Calls. Uh, we also do some stuff during the week. We're going to do one this week with Riz um, on Thursday. We're going to do a live call-in show, uh, short takes. Get a chance to take advantage of our vast array of knowledge and, and capabilities for your for this for good for the human race also rate us on itunes stitcher google play all those places spotify all right high heart wherever you listen to your stuff give us a five star there let them know how great we are let us move up the charts help us move up the charts 
And uh, we're always open to your constructive criticism. You see a way we can make the show better. Hit us up in the subreddit. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. We got a lot of calls that came in this week. We're going to whittle through some of those in the show. But if you uh, call that number, leave us a message. You get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And what better way to kick this all off than with a win, beating down the Eagles like allegedly happened elsewhere. Uh, we, we took out them boys, didn't we, man? <laughs> well, we, we uh, tried not to um, <laughs> once again. But no, we did. We did. We did. And... <laughs> We'll get into the like philosophy of where we are record wise later in the show, but I mean, just to, I mean, there's no possible way to walk out of a win, especially when it's on the road and in the NFC and not be happy that you got the win. Oh God. Yeah. The problem is, is how decimated they are. Now they see the Packers in a short week and the Packers are going to likely wipe the field with these guys. Right. And it's just like. Our but luck, at least right? they're getting Elshon Jeffrey back, and that was their biggest problem that's against true. us. The, and I mean, drops. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I mean. That's exactly what I mean. The drops. How um, many did Zach Ertz have? Oh, I'm not sure, but they had that's seven like or eight total um, as a team. They had the Gadair one. Uh, they had uh, Aguilar's oh, drop God. slash Oof. fumble. I don't think that actually counts as a drop it, since it's just a fumble. Did you see um, the guy talking about catching babies? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. That it was, was actually really hilarious. It was funny. You, no, if, you was horrible, right? if you aren't familiar with this, there was a Philadelphia dude uh, who, who in uh, I'm, I'm not sure if what if he was a firefighter, if he was just pa- uh, stand, uh, uh, a, like a bystander, a, like a bystander. Witness, um, yeah. That they there was a house fire, and you know he and other people, I don't know exactly the situation, were were had to catch this baby and woman coming out the window, uh, jumping out the window, and uh, they did. <laughs> And and he he gets interviewed by the news and he's like, yeah, we're just catching them one after another, unlike Aguilar or, or you know whatever. <laughs> it's horribly funny. It is terrible and funny, right? But it's so Philly but fan. So man. Philly. It is so Philly yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah, and then and, and while I was doing that, he was trying to pick the pocket of the guy with the camera. Yeah, <laughs> good times, good times in Philly. So let's talk a little bit about it. There's a lot going on. Um, first off. Um, old, our, the old diplomat Spiro Agnew, <laughs> guy we did not, Jamal Agnew was not expected to be on the field at all by us no. last week. We, we basically called him a dead man walking and, you know, I guess we got to do the, the, we were wrong, the horn, right? But not just that, uh, I got to say, right, maybe um, we're often as fans, but I think maybe we were a little quick on, on the trigger on him, but we saw, we knew throughout training camp he was having problems he was having problems right but it says a lot coach believed in him and that he bounced yeah. back i mean about his character as 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 a person as an athlete um coach and his ability to coach guys up and inspire them it says a lot about that that whole relationship there and i i'm not i'm not afraid to say that after this maybe i was absolutely wrong well i well i don't think you were absolutely wrong um we still have an issue there because just because he had a great play this week doesn't mean he couldn't drop another 
rest- uh, drop another kick next week. Ah, but see, and- we say things like just because the Arizona game almost slipped away and we wound up in a tie instead of the easy win we thought we had doesn't mean that it's terrible forever. So it, it could be the other way. It doesn't mean that all that bad there, stuff is We get fixed both either. things with Jamal Agnew, and I think that's what we've, what we've said all along. Yeah. is that we we know he's explosive with the ball in his hands. We know that he's capable of some great plays. Yep. Well, I'll say... Oh, one of those least, great plays. We saw two great plays from him. I'll say that I am rooting for him. I am um, rooting for him too, believe me. We were before, 100%. right? I mean, we just didn't see it. And sometimes, you know, you look at players and they're not, they're just not up to, to par and it's not like, hey, not every... I didn't play in the NFL. I mean, you would think mm-hmm. I could, but uh, no, I didn't. And uh, that, that that's just you know, the way it is. And, you, and some guys aren't there and, and it's easier to sit here as someone who's not there and call people in and out sometimes pretty quick. Ah, uh, oh, they're in, they're out, you know, whatever. And, um, uh, maybe we're a little quick on Agnew. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, yeah. Um, you think he should have been there this if, week? If, 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 if here's, here's my thought. If his confidence in the people around him is improving, that might, be what we've what we're what we saw this week and, and hopefully what we see going forward mm-hmm. where he stops thinking so much about what he has to do after the catch that he concentrates on the catch first and then does what he needs to do sure. then i mean that's the positive direction you want to see this go and i'm not sure that's what we saw i'm just saying that like hypothetically i'm still worried about his concentration and hands when it comes to receiving those kicks well, we got two dots, and we drew a line from week two to week three. Right. <laughs> and and the, the trajectory is right right now, so we'll go with that, and we'll see when we get a couple more dots. Right. Once you get enough dots to get a full picture, you can see, but that's the treachery of this of a 16-game season. You don't get to draw too many dots, and you got to make some pretty quick decisions yeah. sometimes. I won't argue with that. So. All right, we'll talk about somebody else who had a big day. Um, this, uh, this fella named Marvin Jones. I don't know if you heard of him. He owns a, a cake shop. Um, had a big day. Um want to kind of pull out something called our featured receiver of the week concept. And I like this idea. This is cases mm. out of the, the cream of the crop of, of between his ears. So probably don't expect <laughs> anything until 2020 now, but uh, what do we got here? Let's talk about this featured receiver of the week idea and then let you get going on uh, uh, working Marvin. Like you like to do. One of the things that we've talked about, about this coaching staff is their ability to, and, and specifically for Patricia was the idea that we're hopefully going to see game plan, by opponent, not game plan, and then let the opponent figure you out. What we saw out of uh, Jim Bob Cooter in his time in Detroit was he had one idea of what they were going to do every week. And they were going to try to do it. They were going to try to win based on execution. His, You know how how teams often start with a script for the first couple of plays, or first Mm -hmm. number of plays, or first series, or whatever? (laughs) Cooter didn't I don't think his script ever script. changed. He didn't have to have a script because he only had like five <laughs> plays. Yeah, well, it, it was just a, it was just the five plays on repeat. No, five screens that. and a um, punt. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think, and and once again, as you mentioned, it's it's real early in the season. We don't have a lot of data to draw from. I think what we're seeing is a change by by opponent. A, a we're gonna we're gonna try to do what we can do to attack opponents' weaknesses, and that's a good idea. I mean, that tends to be something you want right, to do in the NFL, sure. right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> and now it's not like okay, so T.J. Hawkinson goes off week one, and I think you know they took advantage of a team that wasn't expecting that, right? Okay, all right. 
they go they go in week two against the Chargers, and the Chargers are well known for being a team that that shuts down tight shuts down tight ends. Yeah. Um, they saw what happened with Hawk week one. If they had tried to do that again, it was likely going to cause problems, broken up passes, possibly interceptions, things like that. It was not probably going to be their, you know, best bet. Sure. Kenny was very quiet week one, so maybe they, you know, uh, they lost a little bit of focus on him. And so we went after it, and it was very successful. Marvin Jones, not, I mean, he wasn't unproductive in the first two weeks, but he was a safety valve through the first was, two weeks. He was uneventful. Right. He was a safety valve through the right. first two weeks. He doesn't necessarily always have to be a safety valve. He can be a big play receiver. And, and I know that there are mixed opinions on Marvin Jones, but you can't tell me you don't remember the times when he was phenomenal. And he's still got a little bit of that in him. It's not like he can't do that. <laughs> Chris is dying over here. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is what you need the video for. <laughs> um yeah no this is just point being like i and, and i don't I, I don't suspect it's going to be like a, a three guy rotation you know every week where it's one guy the next guy the next guy so like but i do think there will be plenty of games this season where we see one receiver getting the bulk of the attention from the offense because of the because of favorable matchup, because they think that guy is being slept on for whatever reason, you know, uh, I, I think that is a thing we will continue to see. Not every week, hopefully, it, because I mean, if you if you're doing that every week, then they're just going to catch on. Then they'll figure out early on in the game, oh, they're featuring this guy this week, and then you know, double team that guy, whatever. But I, I got to imagine general, they're going to have more than. You know, one guy, they're going to have an adjustment in the pocket. You can't just, I can't imagine any NFL team saying, um, Hawk is going to be our guy this week and not asking, but what if he's covered? Right. right <laughs> I just don't see that happening. But there is, there's, and, and maybe the idea is we have a featured receiver of the week. I'm still trying to clear this out of my, <laughs> I took a sip and it went down in my lungs. I'm like browning right now. <laughs> you know, that sense of trying to get it back right afterwards. Yeah. It's like, ah. So anyway, um, they're going to have someone they feature, but there's then, you know, we'll be able to see who that is. They'll be trying. We'll know that and we'll be able to bring that up. I like that idea because I think you're absolutely right. This team is going to is going to use its offense it's, it's like it does its defense. It's going to tailor it to who they're playing, who the matchups are, how they're playing, what the injury situation is like. And um, we're try to take yeah. advantage. Like you. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, we're not telling teams this is what we're going to do. Beat us. We're telling teams, try to figure out what we're going to do because we're beating you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. And, and, I, that's, and they do the same thing on defense. And, and it's what I want to see. Um, can, I, can I mention that uh, during the offseason, and it's, it's too early to say I was right about this, but it's not too early to say that I might be right about this, um, that I suggested that Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay would finish the year with similar stat lines. And right now, and, and everybody was like, that's crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy. We'll do a, uh, Kenny we'll Galladay. Do a, we'll do a shortened version of the horn. Yeah. Kenny Galladay is going to, you know, destroy him. Marvin Jones has more receptions, more yards, more yards per reception, and one fewer touchdown. So, uh-huh. so he's don't not up sleep there. on that boy. Don't sleep <laughs> on that boy. Yeah. And what we are seeing is they are getting a lot more separation than they were last year. Um, the same guys, same guys, right? 
different offense, and I think that we're scheming some guys open, and that's why, you know, with your featured receiver, that guy's probably been schematically opened up. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the run game. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been interesting. I mean, it's been there. We, you know, half of last week's or this, you know, the Eagles game's run yards were on the single play where Stafford, can we say, blocked three guys. Oh, God, it was so amazing. He could have got killed, too. There two plays in this game that were two of my very favorite plays I've ever seen, and that was one of them. And that was one where they could have teed his ass up. He said it when he talked to Dan Miller in in his interview. They could have teed his ass up. It was a prime opportunity. And he didn't even have to try to throw his shoulder into the one guy. He had him beat. He was just in the way, right? He he had him, but he still had a thirty. He still went after him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so much fun to watch. And, and you know, there just aren't that many quarterbacks that in the league that you trust to do something like that. Um, you know, you trust some of the smaller guys in the league to run the ball more than they they run Stafford. Not that they haven't done a few things with Stafford this year. Um, but uh, there just aren't very many that you would trust to do a play like that. And we've seen Stafford lay, lay hits, you know, like um, the Titans, the The Titans Titans linebacker that he went back. That was, that was (laughs) fun. We've seen him, we've seen him be physical and he can be physical. He's not Cam Newton in that category, but there aren't a lot of guys who I think would be more capable than him in this league. Of, of playing a role like that, so it's yeah. Good. When you think about he does it, the he ball, seems Cam to like no he, he does it with enthusiasm. So like, it, talk about the little things about a quarterback that you like. That's that's one of the little things about Matthew Stafford that endears himself to me. And I think, I think too, he really likes to hit people. Families. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think really some of it comes from his <laughs> shitty offensive lines over the years, just getting hit. He's like, finally, he's the one doing some fucking hitting. Yeah. But um, no, I love Matthew Stafford. I gotta tell you, he's just he cares so much. He works so hard at his game and plays so much. It's just embarrassing some of the shit that people say about him in the offseason and during the season. They're just just ignorant. But anyway, all right, so the run game had a couple, you know, half our runs came on that that reverse with the sweet, sweet Matthew Stafford block to bust JD the game McKissick. open. Yeah. McKissick, yeah, good. this guy's going to be a good pickup. I think we're going to really start liking, people are going to really start realizing some good stuff and liking him in, in week mm-hmm. eight, week nine. They're going to realize how much he's contributing, but... Um, not a lot of running going on, and there's some concerns about it. I think there's a couple things we can look at, though, as to why. One of the reasons is the front seven of the teams we've played so far have been murderers row, right? Really, really strong against the run. Really, really strong teams um, defensively there. Better probably, so would you say the three of them are all in the top ten in the league in that way? As far as the front seven? Quite possibly. That is quite possible. Yeah. I mean, we played some of the three. We definitely had the three toughest run out of that. And, and you know, we came out of this with, what, we beat two teams that went to the playoffs and that will be in the playoffs, it seems like. So uh, we did we did well. The problem is is that eight-man box and that, 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 that front seven has always been so tough. We really just haven't been able to run the ball case. The surprising part of this, and, and okay, so, um, yeah, we've faced more eight-man boxes than any other team in the league. Any other team, um, by a, you know a margin, and that that's always going to make it difficult. Um, of course, when you when you face almost exclusively eight man boxes, that gives you the opportunity to run some other things. They haven't always been successful taking advantage of that so far. They have been occasionally, but they need to keep working on what to do with play action, that kind of thing when they do see a, a, a when they are seeing eight man boxes. Okay. So there's that. Uh carry on's been 
playing really well, but his you wouldn't guess it if you were just looking at his statistics. Okay. And that's and he jokingly said, you know, why is everybody out to get me right now? Um and and I can appreciate, you know, his sense of humor about it. Hopefully you find ways to force teams into doing that less. Well, <laughs> so they I, have some work to do. They I have think, some work to do. I think we're going to see some interesting changes in the run game this week against the Chiefs. I, I won't I won't say you're wrong at all. This is an interesting game and we'll talk about it as we do the look ahead, but this is a really interesting game and while the Chiefs are favored by a great deal, I don't think that the the reality shines as favorably on them as the national heads kind of think it does, but we'll see. We'll talk we about will that. talk about that. Yeah. All right. Anything else about the run game? It's, I just, I, I, I always worry that when, if somebody gets out to a slow start, um, like, uh, carry on has that the fan base will turn on them and he does not deserve that because he is keeping what little run game we have alive with, uh, his, his ability to force missed tackles and things like that. Um, we, he's getting hit behind the line of scrimmage more than almost any other back in the league. Um, that is, that is partially an indictment on the offensive line. Although, um, from what I saw somebody say, and I, I can't verify it. So it will have to, you know, we'll have to wait and look at, look at it more in depth. Um, it hasn't been so much the offensive line as it has been uh, the tight ends and and um, exterior guys letting letting guys through easy to make those tackles. Um, once again, I I can't say that with 100% confidence. I'd have to go back and do my own deep dive film study to to sure. confirm or deny that. But, you know, you know um, what? Who no one was talking about this week on the O line? Taylor Decker. Yeah, which is good news. Remember, ah, uh, it's a failure. Oh, he's no good. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah. Went on played pretty well out there, didn't he? Yep. And and it, before we jump off, you know, uh this segment, uh, there was a lot of conversation. There was one particular fan, I don't remember um in the subreddit, uh sometimes it's better to forget, my friend. Right. Uh, who was so convinced, so convinced that we had a bad offensive line. I said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." we probably have an average offensive line. And so far, what it looks like is that we have a really good pass-blocking offensive line and a slightly subpar run-blocking offensive line. I would line. say we're above average, and I would say average is above average in this league, as dumb as that sounds. No, I, I get what you're saying. The I know defensive players are so damn athletic now. And um, we played against, again, probably three of the top Stafford 10 got defensive. kept clean again, yeah. though. I mean, think about who is on those lines and the Eagles and the and the Chargers, uh, with Bosa and all the other Felcher, uh, Fletcher, sorry, all those <laughs> all those Felcher Cox, uh, all those guys <laughs> on the line. And uh, I gotta say, Stafford didn't get sacked once. You can't tell me we've got a bad offensive line, right? They played some really tough competition. And again, we'll get to the yep. K- the Kansas City thing. And I think we got a lot of season ahead to look at this. But I would not put an indictment down on that offensive line just yet. Those boys are, are working pretty good. No, no. I think they're they're holding up. Yep. They're holding up okay. <laughs> it's yeah, not, you right. know, I'm not sitting over here. I don't think either of us are sitting over here saying that we have an elite unit there or anything. It's, but they're okay. they're holding up okay. There you go. All right, let's uh, talk about the red zone offense. It's really been something to write home about. Um, I think we've got 156 zillion points from the red zone. Um, no, wait, no, we're scoreless. No, no, it's somewhere in between those numbers. 
How's how's the red zone offense looking, Case? Kind of the mid? biggest the <laughs> biggest disappointment for me uh, in this last week was that we didn't come away with more than six points off the two turnovers. Mm-hmm. We should have, and it's because things keep stalling um, in the red zone, and I don't know. <clears throat> we, you know, I know I can't say with hundred percent certainty that I have figured out what exactly is wrong. I can but say with one hundred percent certainty you haven't. <laughs> something, something is wrong. <laughs> something is not working the way it should be down in the red zone yet. And this is this is not a new issue for this team. Um, this is a but at this. So where I sit on this is similar to where I sit on a lot of the other uh, uh, question marks I have for this offense. In in that hopefully as they keep learning and and growing in confidence with this um, scheme with this new offense that this is an area that sees growth throughout the course of the year. And uh, because it just, you can't not come away with touchdowns so frequently. And this might be that issue of separation we talked, we've talked about so much. This might be uh, a lack of physicality out of our, um, we don't have the biggest, strongest wide receivers. Um, we do have strong tight ends, and hopefully they come in. You know, uh, Hawkinson almost came down with his, you know, uh, uh, catch in the end zone this week. Um, and I think that in the future he's likely to come down with most of those types of attempts. Sure. Um, we're not having a great amount of success running the ball in those situations, um, and I'm not sure if that's just because the, if that's where we're seeing the most eight man boxes is down in the red zone. It's 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 something we'll keep our eye on, and it's something that I will be paying closer attention to as we move forward. So hopefully, I can bring you a little bit better insight into what's going on. Well, we look forward to any kind of good insight from you, Case. Hey, you know, speaking of, you think rare, about I know. <laughs> another another opportunity. You guys, if you haven't checked us out on the YouTube channel, it's it's kind of fun to see some of the things going on in the background, whether it's me choking or Case gesturing in my direction. Um. Let's let's talk a little bit about going to the games. You're talking about playing against the Chiefs. You walk around town. You want to rep your team. How do you do that? Go on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll take you to the Fanatics store. You get all the great Lions merch. You can get U of M, Michigan State, Ohio State, whatever. Florida, if you're there, if you're a Gator chomper, whatever. All the collegiate, all the uh, the pro, all the sports. You want your Lions, Tigers. Go Cyclones. Yeah, Cyclones. All that stuff's available. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Prices don't change. We're going through there. That link takes you straight to Fanatics, but it sets a cookie and lets them know that we sent you. And instead of the man taking all that money, they kick a little bit of that their profit to us, and we use that to help support the show. So, hey, Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Great way to get your uh, they got all kinds of shirts, but they don't have FTP shirts. No, they don't, but we do. Yeah, we do. We're prepping you guys for the Green Bay game. DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Go to the go to the store. Check the men's shirts. You'll find yourself a beautiful FTP shirt there. It's 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 something. We've got some Hakamania stuff. We got some other stuff going on. Great shirts. Check it out. So if if you want stuff for the podcast, you want some cool branded stuff that we put together, you can go there too. All right. Uh we got a we got a bunch of calls this week, Case, and I want to I want to dive into them. Do you mind or do you wanna do you wanna do we have to chill the pool first? No, go ahead. All right, let's take a. We got the first one. This is our man Roche. I love Roche. He calls us at least once a year, usually a couple times. And uh, the guy, he. If I need a hype man, I'm calling Roche. Check this out. Woo! What's up, Chris and Case? Woo! 
I'm hyped. This Rochelle Carver from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm just hyped. Don't worry about me. Woo! Ask me what I'm drinking. That Kool-Aid, baby. Let's go. I'm just hyped. Hey, I think my favorite play we run, to be honest, is that victory formation. <laughs> I'm just hyped. Hey, can't wait to listen to the show. I can't wait to hear the callers call in. I always call in before the callers. But I'm hyped. I had a, I had a call. Anyways, I'm out. One love, one prize. Woo! <laughs> I love Roche. Man. It's great. <laughs> I, I should have said, yeah, earlier earlier when I said I had two favorite plays, I should have said three because I agree with him on that. But uh, it, I did. I forgot to mention it when we were talking, but my other favorite play in the game, there is no faster way to my heart than a full-on fucking hurdle, dude. <sighs> <laughs> I, I I always I always worry that he's going to be just a couple inches too short. And there's going to yeah, be some well, major man Well, I don't know if you damage. saw the Vernon Davis one. The Vernon Davis one is absolutely hilarious because he takes like five yards to wind up, and you can tell he's going to jump, and the defender is just like just catches him, like it just stands there, waits for him to jump, and doesn't like. <laughs> no, that was it, Bowden. Um, I'm I'm very glad that that dude is able to make impact. I, He's he's one of those guys that everybody's gonna love. Uh, you, you, people think back to Corey Schlesinger, right? He was such a great player. Bowden has the the opportunity to do something like that, so we'll see how that Mr. Bowden. Not to mention, up. not to mention, if Bowden becomes like a a really good player for us, that's another feather in Bob Quinn's hat. I know, you know, we kind of all wrote it, wrote on, off man. Bowden, come but on. um, <laughs> all right, we got another one. Let's get another call. Hey guys, here. love the show, big fan. Um, just kind of wanted to say, basically, I'm going to follow all the podcasts, a lot of the ideas surrounding the season. Um, I, you know, I think the latest move with John C.J. Anderson was really big for Tarion, really big for Ty Johnson. Um, I think the uh, tight ends are going to have another big week this week. Um, and last of all, um, you know, I think we're getting lucky with some of these injury bugs hitting, but I'm definitely um, happy that we're able to, to snag a few, hopefully, these next couple weeks um, and really fight for a contending place. Um, and last but not least, before I go, um, what are your guys' thoughts on a potential trade for Jalen Ramsey? Does it help the team? Does it uh, help us be in a position to win? Um, or do you think his attitude and his selfish demeanor would be a step back to the team? Mm, that's 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 a good question. Now I have some thoughts on that case. Um, I, I I liked him less until the last two weeks of Slay made me a little bit nervous that maybe I liked him a little more. But there could be issues bringing him in. Yeah, he's not okay. So I'm not sure that he's a good fit locker room, and I know that some people like to ignore that as an issue. Um, I'm not one of those people. I do think that's important, and I do think we've seen some pretty extreme examples uh, over the last couple of years of how culture fit is important, including with this team. We've seen how culture improvement and and, and getting guys who bought into what exactly we're doing has impacted things positively. I don't know that it's worth that risk. I also just don't think it's worth the asking price. This year, even if we bring in Jalen Ramsey, I don't think we're Super Bowl bound. Now, we're doing pretty good right now, um, but I don't think we're Super Bowl bound. What it does, though, is limit us in going forward. Uh, We're going to have to pay him a lot of money if we want to extend him. We're giving up draft picks. We're talking about at least one first-round pick, possibly two first-round picks. That is a lot. That is just so much to give up. 
Um, and, and once again, I, I do appreciate the proven talent versus the unproven of rookies. Mm-hmm. But you also, but when I factor in the amount of money that that also costs and the other things that you're not able to do because of that move, I'm, I'm happy with our, with our cornerbacks. I think Melvin's doing a good job. Coleman is balling out. Slay is, is a little nicked up, and, and we'll get to the injury report. Uh, we don't have great details yet, but I, I'm, I'm still optimistic that he'll probably play this week. It's, I, I just am not sure that it's worth it for this team to go after somebody who, A, is going to cost a lot in, in money, B, is going to cost a lot in draft picks, C, doesn't necessarily do fit with what we're hoping to achieve as as a culture, as a locker room, as a team spirit thing. That's my feeling on it. I do hear the argument, though. Yeah, no, and it's 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 like that shiny thing, right? You want the shiny thing. You got he, you really do. And and boy, he could really he could really help. But so we'll talk about the the personality stuff. I'm not as worried about that because I feel like. We're at a point as a team where our character is in place, where we can start taking some of those shots on character, like get that, like get that. the Patriots do. Um, and again, I don't, I don't like to talk about being the Patriots, but let's face it: if you've got a good culture in your locker room of good character people, you can take somebody, maybe not Antonio Brown, but you can take somebody and the hell a Randy Moss type and 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 win a Super yeah. Bowl, right? You can do that, and you can get them in line. So that part doesn't scare me as much. Although you know, you never, you never want that kind of thing. But the treasure, the treasure piece of what you get, here's the, here's the thing. You think about the opportunity cost, right? First off, number one pick, right? First round pick. Well, if we look at the first round picks that Bob Quinn's picked since he's been the GM, he hasn't had a bust, right? So that first round pick for us is super valuable. It's mm-hmm. probably on average more valuable than most teams. Right. So us giving up a first actually costs more than somebody else. The other thing is, is again, the money. Okay. So you're going to pay this guy a bunch of money. You're also giving up, you know, future considerations by giving up the pick. What is Slay? Some other players. What is Slay going to say when you have Ramsey there at taking a lot of money? Slay's ready to negotiate his contract yesterday. And how much money do you want to tie up at cornerback out of your total cap situation? Right, that's that's just bad math right there. So that's that's hard to deal with, right? And we're as getting well, value out of out of what we've got out and, of Melvin at the at, at on the other outside right now. Yeah, and you look at the 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 the, the personality situation. The, how Slay going around? He's used to being the big dog. He's big play Slay. He named himself big play Slay. It wasn't somebody else that named him, right? A guy with an attitude like that. What do you think? You know, how is he going to take this? Is it going to inspire him, or is it going to kind of tick him off because he didn't get his contract and now they give this other guy one? Right? That's that's probably not good. So that's the other side of the locker room situation. I, I got to say, and and we make fun of the people that say Quinn can't draft, but yeah, I saw a great stack up of Quinn's drafts of all and a list of the players that he picked year over year over year. And I got to tell you that that man can draft, and giving up draft picks from Bob Quinn, I think is 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 a bad move. Is a bad move. Look at Bodden again, uh, a good, great value. Look at Tracy Walker down down deep in the draft. You look down those drafts deep where, where Bob's. Been. Don't give those things mm-hmm. up. You're giving away. You're giving away more than just contract money. You're giving away the future. And I'll, I will take one more look. The the Chicago Bears haven't drafted in the first round since like 1943 <laughs> because they traded away. And where are they in the division? 
right? The bottom bear. That's right. And even the even look at the uh, the Vikings right now, right? They paid a ton of money to get the guarantee big now, money we, spent on Kirk Cousins, and 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 they because they think they're ready. But they haven't been right. able to pull, you know, they haven't been able to take that thing over the top yet, and they've spent a lot of money, and they're in for a crash here in a year or two when it comes to the cap right. situation. No, I do agree with that. We are not in a position to even try to roll the dice like that, and I would much rather have the long-term stability of building a team. Remember how the 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 uh, the Packers were great for a long time because they were able to build the team mostly uh-huh. internally. Oh no, hundred percent. They didn't 100%. play the free agent market. Market. They didn't overpay for players. I just I just like the way Bob Quinn's doing it, and that's why I'm kind of down on the Ramsey thing. It's it's, it's a big splash thing, and it and it raises you know you'll sell jerseys and all that kind of thing at fanatics.detroitlinespodcast.com. But you you're just not going to get the, the time what, you, and a place. what you think out of him. I just don't. There think is you will. a time and a place. There is absolutely a time and a place to go all in, and we've seen it be successful for a lot of teams. A lot of teams. Most of those teams had a good foundation and were ready to go all in. We are almost there, but I just don't think that this, that that to me it does not make us a Super Bowl contender. No, no, and it actually hurts our, our chances over the long haul. So, all right, let's go into another call. We got another. We got a couple more to get here. Uh, we'll go ahead and go. This is uh, this is a good one. Hey guys, love the podcast. It's Ken from where am I? Tampa, Brandon, Lakeland, Central oh, Florida. <laughs> got a question for you for this week's podcast. Um, going up against the Chiefs, they've been uh, kind of susceptible to the run. And this past week, Pro Football Focus graded Glasgow and Ragnow, and I think Dahl, and maybe the other floater in there, the other guard, very high on their run blocking or on their blocking, period. What do you think is going to happen if they start pushing that ball up in there with carry on Johnson and some play action pass? Pushing Johnson up in there. I've, I've got a feeling <laughs> in my gut. It's a big gut. Chris, I got you beat. Woo! Um, <laughs> but I got a feeling this game's going to come down to fourth quarter, less than a minute. And that old meme with Matthew Stafford standing on the sideline going, that's a nice lead you got there. It'd be a shame if somebody had to go and, you know? Make a comeback. Anyway, I got you. That's my take this week. Go Lions. All right. There you go. Okay, that's so he's, he's touching on a few things that we already got to and some things that we will get to. Uh, but I'll put this in, in very short terms. I do think... That, you know, we talked about the featured receiver. Well, the featured offensive weapon this week may be carry on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, it, it depends on how the Chiefs decide they want to play their defense, but um, no, or, he's or not wrong. How well they can play it, right? Right. He's not wrong that they are susceptible there. And this could be the week that the Lions decide carry on is, is full on killing them. That's and, right. and if, if, if that works for them, if that works for them as a plan, it works for me as a plan because sure. I think that's our best bet to slow the Chiefs' offense down just by keeping them the hell off the field. You know what? I, we got another call here. I'm going to bring it in. It's our uh, longtime friend, Malcolm. Uh, he's not the one in the middle. Reminds me, though, you know, Perry or Poppy's down there, too. He's uh, Malcolm's in Atlanta now. Big Atlanta Falcons fan these days. He moved and he he just flipped that fast. It's just is, you know, he's not a very dedicated fan. Anyway, um, we need to get those two guys together. But let's check it out. I've got a good call from Malcolm here. 
Gentlemen, welcome calling in. Uh, Tuesday morning, crazy traffic in Georgia as usual. Uh, another nice win for the boys. Forgot to call in last week, so apologize about that. Um, the theme that I had in mind for last week still carries over to this week, though, around resilience and uh, what the Lions are starting to show us right now. Um, you know, obviously last week, some huge key plays by guys who have made mistakes earlier in the game to get that W. And I think you can see a little bit of that confidence and self-belief building in the team now, which is really awesome to see. Um, I mean, you saw Darius Slay go out and Mike Ford immediately rise to the challenge and continue to rise to the challenge. You saw the Eagles get chunk plays early that helped them really move the ball down the field quickly. And then all of a sudden the defense tightens up. Now the Eagles got to go 10, 12 plays. They start making mistakes. We get off the field, right? Uh, you think about bend but don't break. We see the Lions give up a ton of yards, but situationally when it gets down to crunch time, they're doing a better job of limiting the damage in terms of points. So I like to see that. You know, I like to see the team almost give it away and still find a way to win. I mean, special teams, I'm not sure what's going on there, but I don't know when is the last time we got two kicks blocked in the same year. That's, like, unheard of. I feel like in the NFL somebody maybe will correct me from a statistics perspective, but two blocks in one year is crazy. Um, and the same type of thing every time, somebody on the wing, not sort of blocking down, taking care of inside pressure first. And, you know, it didn't cost us this time because the guys stayed solid. They stayed focused on their keys. They took away what Philadelphia was good at. And, you know, I know as a collective, you know, fan base, we're concerned about the amount of pressure we're getting. But it's happening in the right times. I mean, they were getting just enough in the Wentz's lap to make him uncomfortable, to make him have to sort of like pull the ball down um, and reconsider a throw. And we've got good, we've got good defensive back play. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic with what we're seeing and looking forward to Kansas City. Do I think we're going to win? I mean, it's a Mahomes show, man. Let's not get crazy. But who knows, man? We had a great, good game plan against uh, the Patriots. They might surprise us. Go Lions. There you go. That's the, I heard a lot of people starting to get big, deep sips of the Kool-Aid here against uh, Kansas City. And I I'm, I'm, I feel good. I, I feel as good as – I feel way better about this game probably than – not than I should, but than, than I would have based on, you know, who we're playing and how things look at the beginning of the season. This is a winnable game at home for the Lions. I, I, I truly believe that. And the matchup is a really interesting one. And I think we match up against the, the Chiefs a little better than anyone they've played yet this year. So we, we shall see how that goes. I will agree that we might match up against them better than some of the other teams that they've played. I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm, I'm not ready to call this a win by any means. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, shit. If we end up 2-1-1 one, and one going into the bye... Who saw that? I mean, who predicted that other than like major homers? Oh, yeah. uh, another video. <laughs> you jumped into that one. You jumped oh into that one. Oh my God. Oh my God. I should have waited till so, you said who and then raised my hand. <laughs> so I raised my freaking hand. You come out with a oh, jackass. We're getting rid of it. Uh, We're done with this shit. No, but I mean, but I mean, I, like I said last week, it's like I said last week. It doesn't. The bullshit. It doesn't matter to me as much how you win in the early season getting the win is more important sure. because what the the team that we'll see the team that this team will evolve into through the season is not the team that we are have seen so far 
Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I think I think last year is maybe an extreme example of that, but I think that's almost an every year thing for almost every team. You don't start the year the same way you finish the year. And this team has a lot of potential to keep improving on some areas of weakness. If they lose this game, I mean, I, I don't want, I'm, I'm not saying they will. Uh, I do think that I'll, I'll never say that there's, you know, no chance by any means. Uh, but I do think this might be the toughest team on our schedule. I agree. Um, and, and so it is, it is not going to be an easy game for them to win. No. And that's, that's the hardest part about this. Um, Number one, how much Kool-Aid people are getting right now. That's going to make it, if we do lose, a little tougher, right? If we yeah. lose big, it's going to make it real tough because then everyone's going to say it was all fool's gold, right? But I, I think that you're right. This is the toughest team we have on our schedule this year, 100%. I, un, unfortunately for them, I think this is the best matchup we've got against a guaranteed playoff contender this year. And that gives us an opportunity here. There's a there lot opportunity. I won't, going I won't on coaching, a lot riding on coaching and a lot riding on execution here. This is a game where you can't make mistakes. This is where you need a big boy football team, right? This is the, we need the team we saw against the Patriots last year, schematically to beat the team and to play all three phases of football and to play big boy ball out there. Right. This isn't this isn't the Lions we saw the last three weeks where yeah. ah, we're still scratching the rust off. This is big boy ball time. And if we could come out of there, just think about it, okay? Where would people's heads be if we walked out of there with a win? Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine the freaking heads exploding? And then, and then, and, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you, all the people you you can contrast where, what you see happening there with where people were after the tie on on, on yep. opening day, and you just say. Who the fuck are these people? Who is this fan base, right? Because right. who is this team even? Because it's yeah. such a juxtaposition. It's it's winnable. I wouldn't. There's no. There's don't no shame in losing. Savings on this no, game. No. Please. There's no please shame in losing here that. for the Lions though. But, and if it's not a big loss, if it's a close game, in my book, that's a win for this team because again, yeah, no, this is the I, best I team we're gonna face all season. And it, the the. But I mean, the I'm sorry. Best. I, I got just one more thing. I'm sorry. I, I hate to jump in. I'll let you go after this. Think about how far this team has come, though, for us to be able to honestly be having this conversation right now mm-hmm. versus last year or the year before. This is one of the top three or four teams in the NFL. Is this where we NFL. call out Jeff on his 5-11 and 11 or 3-13? Not yet, not yet, but don't worry. Okay. We're gonna have, we'll make a big <laughs> celebration out of that sixth win. I guarantee it, and he will be here for it. We'll ambush him, but don't so no one, no one tell him, okay? But think about just last year even or the year before where this fan base was. Would we... How would we have been approaching this game against the, one of the top teams in the NFL? Nowhere near with the with what we have as far as how we match up, how we the, yeah. the confidence we have the team, even in having an honorable loss. Right? It's it's a different, it's a completely different approach. I think. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. That was. That was putting them on blast. We did a pretty good job. That was a lot of good calls. I love, I love those calls. You guys can do that. 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Give us a call, and we'll get you on the air. Leave a message. And uh, if you're calling the live show, don't use that number because uh, <laughs> it doesn't ring through. It's a different number. All right. Uh, let's talk about Amazon. Everyone shops at Amazon. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's the same as the other ones. Just put the Amazon in front of DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anything you buy, it's the same price. It doesn't cost you anything more. They give us a kickback, and uh, Mr. Baldy Bezos doesn't get as much money, and that's how we like it. Don't don't feed the big corporate shills. You're doing that already with all that clickbait out there. We're the real deal. We're here for you. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. 
I don't know, man. I'm, these reads, I, I, I try I try to say it like it is. Baldy Bezos. I know. All right. Uh, let's talk about our, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the early injury report. Uh, I got a couple guys on this thing and um, I hate to say it this way. I'm going to say it and then I'm going to tell you I don't mean it. Okay. But um, are we even going to miss Mike Daniels? <laughs> so, right. That's a jackass move. That's a stupid thing to say. He hasn't been as impactful as I thought. Mm-hmm. Went out with a foot injury. The good news is it's a different foot than the one that held him out last year. And it wasn't a break. Yeah. Um, so the the MRI came back negative. It is not a break. Um, which means that it, it, he'll... Chances are he'll miss this game and be back after the bye. At most, he'll miss a few weeks. Um, it would be... What, what, I, what would make me sad is if he did miss the week five game against the Packers. That's when I'd like to see him because those are the be kind hungry. of games where you see somebody, you know, elevate themselves. Yeah. Um, We'll also hopefully have Deshaun Hand back after the bye. We might have Deshaun Hand back this week. He's once again limited practice, and and it seems like the you know the the uh, chirping is saying that that he's trending towards uh, getting better and better and closer and closer. So uh, we may see him back, and in which case, then no. In this particular game, compared to what we've seen already this year, I don't think we miss Mike Daniels. Um, but we do we do need. We do still need uh, that depth at the line because guys are getting tired out. Yeah. And this is this in particular is a game. If we want to talk about where we might lose this game, it's if the defensive line gets worn out again. And that is a thing that could very well happen in a game with a with an offense like this. This is they this, spend this defense. Uh, I said it in the live show. This is a cover and contain defense. It's the same one we saw against Arizona. It's it's not trying to get sacks. It's not trying to get pressure. It's keeping. But I mean, they Mahomes are getting in the sacks. pocket. But we. But that's not what There's, this is about. It's about keeping no, no, him from no, no, running no, and extending plays, it. and and cover and contain. And if we can do that, he's uncomfortable when he has when he can't extend the plays. A lot like Aaron Rodgers. He needs to move. Yeah. He needs to. If we prevent him from doing that, if we keep him in the pocket and then start collapsing the pocket on him, that's the way to do it. This is going to be a great example to 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 see. How does this defensive line look in the fourth quarter? How gassed are they? Because right, compared right. to the Arizona game, just as you were right. alluding to, right? It's the same yep. kind of thing. But um, just and watch it for that. Looked to me, it looked to me in the Eagles game like the same thing was happening to them, and then they rallied, mm-hmm. which was good to see. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy with that. And I, you know, I, it's just a matter of I, I still don't have a hundred percent confidence in that group being. Um, um, hundred percent in their stamina yet. Yeah. It's just, I don't know just, how, I'm not sure how it's they've going. had a hell of a workout with guys not being there and, and trying to, they're, they're, they've got some stamina work, stamina work going on. So we'll see. This will be an interesting game to watch how they do that. But um, every time you see Mahomes get loose, be, be wary yeah. because it's going to get scary. Okay. So moving back to the injury report, one of the scariest moments of the game for me yeah. was Danny Amendola's big catch because immediately thereafter, it looked like he was almost unconscious on the sideline. It turns out I was wrong because it looked to me like he was that he had a bad concussion. It was just you know wavering. To me, it but was I, a broken collarbone. That's what I well, thought I saw there was though because he came right. down on that shoulder. I was like, Fuck, that's right. it, right? I think it was more maybe a, a maybe a, a rib thing or it, or like he just got the wind knocked out of him. Or I, I don't know exactly what happened, but he did not practice today with a, a quote-unquote chest injury. 
I don't know. He seemed, I mean, he was putting out a tweet, you know, after the game that, that seemed very optimistic. I don't know. And it's also possible that, you know, him being uh, the aged uh, player that he is, uh, they would just say, no, you're not going to practice. Day. You know, yeah. you're not going to practice the first two days and we'll put you in limited and then, and then, you know, be ready to go for the game. So that is a possibility also. It will be something to monitor as the week goes on. And obviously, when we're recording this on Tuesday or on Wednesday night, uh, we only have the first day of the injury report to go off of. So um, things will obviously evolve as the week goes on. Uh, next, we've got Darius Slay. Uh, Never the injury, heard of him. The injury. I, I don't think it's as severe as it looked initially. I do think Darius Slay might be one of those kind of guys who uh a little bit Ebron. Well, I don't want to go that far <laughs> but I mean it, <laughs> I, it, it, I, I, I mean I think it's a legit injury. I I do yeah. I mean I think it's a legit injury but I don't think it's a season ender type injury. I don't think it's a you know the sometimes you see a guy and and the way they initially react you're like oh shit that guy's out for the year. Right. And that, I I really don't think that's it. He Two he practiced later, in a limited fashion. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a tough injury. We got to we have to see what it, what it means. And it happened. It's hamstring. A, uh, if it if it was just a like a minor pull, it's a it's a few days to get you know get it right. And it sucked it, that if it, it happened was the way a little it did. more major, it might take a few weeks. Hopefully, it wasn't a a big one because the big ones are things that some guys never come back from. Right. But it was it was the 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 hardest part about watching that was there's two points. He was playing so damn hard trying mm-hmm. to get that ball. And he had no chance at it. You know what I mean? But but yeah. it, you can't tell a guy like Darius Slay he doesn't have a chance. That's one of the things yeah. that, that makes you love a guy like that so much. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he just goes a hundred percent and he's all in. So that's uh that's a really tough loss. We need we need Slay back and hopefully he'll be he'll be all right and, and out there and doing his Slay thing. All right, so we'll move on. We'll get on to another conversation. This one is an interesting one. Uh about Matthew Stafford's accuracy, about making throws, not making his throws. I want to talk a little bit. I, I touched on it in the uh, in the post game show. I'm talking about it a little bit more here. One of the things I, I've noticed, on Matthew Stafford. Uh, one of the things I've noticed about Matthew Stafford is, in the last, you know, definitely this year more so, but even last year I saw him doing it a little bit, where he's trying to put a little bit more touch on the balls that he's throwing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes he's confused whether he should throw a touch pass or a a the Stafford <laughs> bullet, right? I really and and I don't. I think he might be thinking about it, right? And he's he's such a fucking smart guy, and so much of the and game sometimes comes sometimes naturally. those touch passes are have become really awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think he it's it's a it's a thing where he's not playing without thinking, which is something that's yeah. a big part of the game for people. And um, I. Yesterday, last week, uh, I saw a couple of times he threw touch passes where I felt like he should have thrown the Stafford bullet. Right? It was just like, oh, what was that? That was um, not what you needed there. And, and they wound up. And the other thing I saw was a lot of his throws were short. And we talked about Marvin Jones's catch earlier. Uh, catches. There's times when he's not only separation, he's got yards. Right? Somebody blew a, a coverage, and he's got it. And Stafford's making the guy leap and fall. To, to catch the ball where he could uh-huh. have so many, he could have uh, uh, a touchdown possibly on one play yeah. head set yeah. put it where yeah. he could I catch saw, it. I think I, I, there was one specific play. I think I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's happened a couple of times this this week in the Eagles game. And look, guys have off games. And I, I said it earlier, I, I absolutely love Matthew Stafford. 
I, I, I will believe and still believe to this day that he's a quarterback that can take this team to a Super Bowl victory. I honestly believe that. I think you take a lot of teams to a Super Bowl victory. I just, this last week really made me think about his his throwing style, both the the kind of the short throws. I don't want to call him weak because he doesn't have a weak arm by any stretch. And the the kind of thinking about about throwing those touch style passes when maybe he shouldn't. But I, I know, Casey, you brought this up and I just started riff, riffing on it. But go ahead and yeah. uh, let's bring your Well, I, I think the, you covered there. most of what I what I had in mind. Um, I, you know, I do think that if you... <laughs> If you go back, and even if you watch the highlights from Matthew Stafford from back in like 2011, his, you know, historic season, he is way more accurate now. And yeah. he doesn't have a player like Calvin that can, that has, you know, the, that the makes draft. him look accurate where he's right. not. Right. Um, so, uh, but at the same time, he, he's not perfect. He's not perfect. And, and I think, you know, as Lions fans, we, we all have to accept that he is good, but he's not perfect. And the, you know, there was one unforgivable, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, one bad, real bad throw. The one that hit, hit the turf right in front of Marvin Jones when yeah. it was a, you know, first down. Well, that, that but he was running thrown across his body. That's actually one of the it. ones that I can it. give him. I can see it. I, I get it, but that's the kind of play that a guy with an arm like his Should. can make and does make. And so when he doesn't make it, you say, well, you know, he's fully capable of making that play. Why didn't he make that play? There's like five quarterbacks so it's, so it's or six a weird quarterbacks thing. in the league that can make that play. Right. No, He's no, actually no, one I, of them, and he didn't. Right, right? And, and that's he didn't the thing. this that's time. So, yes, part. no, I, I get the okay, – I get, yeah, points, so points. it's like you, you make you make a – you know, he needs to make that play, but that's not an easy one. So I'm not saying it, it's an easy <laughs> one, but in that situation when you've got a wide-open receiver, cats, um, you uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I have so many here. comments that I'm, I'm like holding <laughs> back right now um, because yeah, I know no. too much. The man who knew too much, right? I mean, God damn it. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's, uh, he hasn't been perfect so far this year. But I think if you want to complain, it, you complain in the sense that, yes, he's been playing very well, though overall yeah. and things you know you just want you just want it to be better as opposed to anybody because you still see people you know the confirmation bias like anytime something he does doesn't go perfectly they say oh that's a that's a shitty quarterback uh, because they already believe he's a shitty quarterback and so anytime that that something doesn't go perfectly the uh, the flip side of that is is you know, just saying he's he's an okay quarterback and he isn't perfect all the time, and that's okay. We don't need him to be perfect all the time. We do need him to win games for us sometimes, and unfortunately, this year, in in the late game, he hasn't quite been able to put things away the way we'd want him to, but... But the team's pulled through, and we know yeah. he will. We know he will. That's the thing about about having a team like this. We haven't seen the star players, really the star players, be the ones to put this game away. It's been the team effort. And the group putting this thing, these these games away. So I, feel, I still I feel haven't good seen. About it. I, I still about haven't it. seen Stafford throw like a truly boneheaded play this year, uh, unless you maybe count the uh, the one where he hit the defender in the mm -hmm. back on the deep. You know, because yeah. that could have been picked. But even at that, that was a deep throw. It wasn't a. It wasn't a shallow like. You know, we. I do think that we have seen less of him doing really stupid things. 
than we have seen, you know, in the past. Um, I also want to point out that he's been incredible against pressure. And that is a valuable thing. There was the unabated rush from the safety play uh, where he hit Marvin Jones with the beautiful touch on that play. Um, so, I mean, he, there are ups and there are downs. And, and it, overall, so far this season, while it may not be the absolute best we've ever seen him, it is certainly in the upper it's echelon of what good. we've seen him. Yeah. And, and, and we're seeing what we're seeing is good plays, right? Good play design, good play calling. Let's let's be honest about Daryl Bevel and what he's brought to this offense uh, compared to um, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. This guy, um, he's really again. You can just look year over year. The the big complaint was separation, and we made the joke last last week about that. But um, the the wide receivers weren't getting separation. We have the same guys. We have the same guys, but they're getting separation this year uh, in, in, in many, many cases that they didn't get um, in, in years prior. And um, I'm just, it's all about the scheme. It's all about the play design. It's all about attacking a defense where it's the weakest. And uh, that's something J, you know, JBC didn't do and uh, that Bevel's doing, and it's making it easier and better for everyone. And again, I hate to keep referring to the video, but I, I, you guys, if you're not watching on YouTube, you, you miss a lot of the stupidity that we, we have on the show. been fucking with all my equipment. Like for the last 10 minutes, she's just running into everything and, and pulled, pulled my headphones out. She's just destroying it. I'm trying to deal with that at the moment. But. Okay. All right. I think that one was you. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's look at the defense. Let's flip this, the other side of the ball. We want to compare the... Uh, I don't know if it's compare, but look at the front seven versus the secondary and how they're performing out there. And um, a lot has been said about the front seven, and I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't look for super sack season this week again. Uh, I think you'd be more wise to think about this as a, uh, like I said, a cover and contain uh, offense this week uh, or defense this week against the uh, the KC offense. That's the the best shot we have at, at, at making you know making them have to beat us. Um, what do you got there, Case? What do you think? You got the secondary out there doing their thing. You got the front seven doing their thing. It feels like they have, you know, they're each made for each other, right? But <laughs> they're they're definitely from the same family. Well, as long as the, I mean, the secondary has been doing a really good job on cover. We've seen a lot of times where where opposing quarterbacks had a lot of time in the pocket and then still managed to get sacked by our defensive line because the secondary held up for long enough. And that's a good thing. And now that said, you know, we kind of knew. We kind of knew that we built this defensive line to be run stuffers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Trey Flowers has been doing an okay job in pressures. And uh, obviously, Devin Kennard has stepped his game up. I think it's the best he's ever played. Yeah. Um, he's and, and, but he's taking advantage. But he's taking advantage of situations. And I think that's a smart thing by, that Patricia sets up that he takes advantage of those situations. Um, I, I would like, and I, I, this is the only area where Patricia and I are at odds is I think I would like to see more blitzes from I've Tobai heard and Smack Davis. about you saying this too. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. No, no. I, 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 what I, I want to say is just your, your point about how we're so built against the run. You need to look around the division to see why. You look at the Chicago offense, right? You look at Minnesota's offense, 
and um, not so much Green Bay, but the the cover piece is what we have yeah. to, to to fight off Green Bay, right? And our ability to contain at the line really hampers uh, Rogers' ability. This this uh-huh. team, this defense, this front seven was built for this division, and interestingly. This front seven seems to look like it stacks up pretty well against the rest of the, the rest of the NFL as well. Yeah, and and we've seen continued improvement this year too, and I think we will continue to see improvement. Um, I, I've been, <laughs> I think the you know the big shock is how well the the linebackers have been doing, yeah. and and by that I mean Kennard and Jones and Davis and Tavai, and I don't think they're a top unit in the league, but they're making big plays. How many how many of these um, Force fumbles have been from those guys punching something out. That's that's been a huge thing. The turnovers this um, year have been great. It's been so great. I, yeah, and I mean, Canard is Canard is killing it in sacks. Uh, uh, I, it, it's that is a positive situation right now uh, compared to what could have been a negative situation. And we know how important uh, Patricia views the linebacker position. That's like, that, that is to him, the central focus of defense. And, and I, I, and I can appreciate that in so doing, I wish she'd rush them a little bit more often, but that's, that's the a, plan. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And, and I don't necessarily think we'll see that this week either, because I'm not sure that blitzing a, you know, a guy with the mobility of Mahomes is the best answer for, for our problem. Covering but, uh, um, so I'm not sure we'll see more of that until later in the season. I'm not sure we'll see that this season at all. It's just been, it, it has been frustrating not to get more pressure and take a little bit more pressure off of our secondary. And and they're holding up admirably. They yeah. are holding up admirably. The league changes every year. And we may see that this ends up being a year where sacks are less important and other things are more important from a defense. Obviously sacks are always a, a positive, right? Yep. But if, if you get sacks at the, um, at the uh, expense of big running plays or um, nice yep. passes, um, it's not worth it, right? One sack for every four downs when they're getting 30 yards is not, is not a good trade. So there you go. All right, let's take a, a a quick look. You know, we want to talk about the record because we we we've alluded to it a couple times here, and how unexpected it is for this team to be sitting here at two zero and one after three games when there was a whole boatload of people. I'm going to say probably twenty five percent of the people that were predicting, oh, we could be zero and five after the first games, after the first five yeah. games, we could be zero and five. We're we're in deep trouble. This we saw an zero and eleven. Yeah, yeah, saw five and eleven. I saw that. <laughs> Right, Riz? Uh, so all kinds of you know predictions out there. And this team, it, it, one thing Riz had tweeted recently, and I think it's, it's, it's just really well encapsulates who this team is. The Lions are not a team that other teams enjoy playing. They make yeah, it difficult. I, saw that. It's, I like that. It's not fun. It's a really, really great way to put it. And, and he's so goddamn good with words. It's, it's probably from all that writing. But um, it's, 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 I think it encapsulates exactly what this team is and who this team is. To, to the competition out there. So uh, I don't know. What do you think about this record? Is it something that's going to hold up? Is is the fan base going to crumble at, at, with one loss and, and, is, and a solid second place in the division? Is that the end, the death knell of this team if we, if we lose to the, the Chiefs? The fan, base will, the, fan, the fan base will crumble if we lose the Chiefs. Some will. 
I, I guarantee you there's they, one guy they, who I love to call the dumb son of a bitch. It's his name now, but uh, he will say, see, Quinn can't draft. Can't, you know, I, I, I can hear that's, it all. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then, and then, and then they'll win another game. And as soon as they win the next game, they everybody will be rock. back on board. Even if we win, even if we, even if we lost to the chiefs and the Packers, if we won the game after everybody would be like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're still in it. We are playoff bound, yeah. you know? Uh, so, I mean, it, it, this, this fan base is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying all of you or anything like that. I'm just saying that in, in general, you know, it, think it's about a little if, bit reactionary. I, I get they love to tell me, oh, yeah, cool. Well, should still be our coach. You're the one that got rid of him. They said, I'm the one that got rid of him. I, I got to ask you, if Caldwell was a coach, power, well, what was his record this be a good year? Idea. What's Caldwell's record? Is, is he coaching anywhere? <laughs> no, no, he's not. We wouldn't have a coach this fucking year, would we? At least we got the guy with the cane. And we're yep. undefeated, but no, no, no. Please tell me how smart you are. Okay, um, that's great, uh, great, great stuff. I got to tell you, it's you know, just a, it's just a, okay. So before we get off the record thing, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just a unique place to be, um, and, and we're. I, I suppose we'll talk more about this in the round of division, which is the, the which is the downside of the situation. But it, it, where we sit right now, it's it's so plausible for us to have a winning record and being in competition because of the things they've done, even if we were to lose the next couple games. In the first five games, how we came out of this first three already really sets us up for the rest of the year very well. We can, yes, we could be two, one and two after the first five games. And boy, you look at the rest of that, that, that schedule and that's easily a wild card kind of schedule for us for the rest of and the year. And we haven't been playing, you know, we the best football that speed. we can Right, yep. that we can play. So, all right. So, I got to talk about Peter Von Panda. He's he sent me. You didn't see this case on the on the live show. Let me. He sent us a watch after the win yeah, in L.A. or the the Chargers win. Right, a watch, yeah. a Lions watch. Well, and, and we're gonna do this. We're gonna use these as giveaways, just so you guys know. So we'll have some contests coming up throughout the year. And oh, by the way, you you people that were at the. I got the door prizes at our party. I swear to God, this weekend it's going out. It's just been a, it's been hell on earth. My life the last month and a half. Believe so. me, Ed, for both of us. So. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, Peter Von Panda. He comes up this week. He's brought something new, and it's it, this is definitely for the video. But you can you can uh, you haven't seen it yet. I will show you what what we got going on here. But the note that comes with it, dude. I needed to send you this as I get prepared to head to Miami for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sitting undefeated after playing some shaky football means we're going to be giving the beat down when it comes together. See you at Super Bowl Fifty Four, Peter Von Panty. You ready for this? Again, it's a it's a video thing. Yep. And the Miami oh, baby, dope. Huh? Huh? Got the dope. little lions, the little lions logo on the sunshades, yeah. right? Got the yeah. aviator look, official NFL wear, and now they're officially worn in the podcast. So when we do the giveaway. Just imagine the extra value that come with these. I feel like this uh, sex sells thing. It's like QVC, pre-worn, actually. pre-worn. <laughs> so anyway, speaking <laughs> of QVC, PVP, <laughs> Peter Von Panda. <laughs> Every once in a while, we go to a pretty uh, gross place oh, over here. We, but, um, <laughs> off, off, off we, re- we put it explicit, not because of the cursing, but we don't know how far off the rails and terrible we're going to get. So just, just. It's rank, It's right. It's rated explicit. There's a reason. Just, just live with it. So, hey, Peter Von Panic got to say. I mean, he's sending this stuff, but he he sponsored the show. He's he's actually helping us with by by he gave us money to sponsor and talk about his YouTube channel. But we were talking about it before. Um, 
it's it's an absolutely hilarious channel. Peter's got the sense of humor that I wish I had. He he makes me laugh every time I see him. His product reviews, uh, anything you could ever think of, and it, it's the most eclectic things. It's like you sent me a watch and, and a pair of sunglasses here so far, right? I mean, it's like what? And then there's the the story that goes with them. Um, he's got a great sense of humor, and he reviews things. It's it's weird. You got to go to youtube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Check out his his page. I think he's over like eighty thousand subscribers now. He's really doing well. Um, and he's out there, he's reviewing stuff, um, anything, anytime before you go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, head to Peter Von Panda's page and check out what you want to buy first and see if it's actually worth it. Uh, he's got some other stuff that's some really, really good non sequitur comedy stuff. Really great, great stuff. Love us some Peter Von Panda. You can see him in the Slack chat. He's a Patreon guy and, um, he's also just, uh, he calls in, he's, he's awesome. So Peter, again, thank you for everything you do, but, but listen to all the people and uh, on his on his page, it's say uh, check out youtube.com slash Peter Von Panda and uh, and have some fun. Guy's great. He is he is awesome. So okay, we've got now glasses, sweet aviators, Lions branded, and a watch that we will have giveaways. We should start something next week. Maybe this week we'll think of something along the way. Thank you, thank you, PVP. We love you, buddy. All right, now it's time to do a look ahead. Okay, put on your little. Your little focus ahead and think about it. Prognosticator. Now, I, I got to say, I'm, I don't have quite probably the prognosticator music, but the Illuminati should work, right? Close enough. Okay. Probably a synonym. Synonym. Cinnamon. All right. Let's think about this. Looking ahead to the Chiefs. This is a good matchup. We've talked about this a little bit. This is probably the best chance we've had against one of the top teams in the NFL in, in, in many a season. Um, what do you see ahead, Case? What is the writing on the wall? I really I, I build it up know, so big. You don't know how badly you don't know how badly I want to say we're gonna win this game. Uh, because it would be amazing. It would be absolutely incredible. I I I I don't think I can you know me. You know that I'm not going to pander um, or, or say something I don't actually believe is true. I don't think we'll win this game, but I do think it will be a closer game than most of the Chiefs games have been. Interesting. Okay. I, and, and, and I don't disagree. I think... There's a couple pieces here, though, that that we need to kind of think about. It's our run game against their defense. Their defense is mm-hmm. not their defense isn't that great. I'm just telling you. And you kind of have two choices against this this Eagles, this uh, Chiefs team. Either you try to get into a shootout and hope that you're going to outscore them, and that's that's a tough way to win. Or you take the clock and you control it and, and eliminate their chances, right? Yeah. And I really, really believe that for the Lions, our best opportunity is to own the clock and eliminate their opportunities and then and try I to win that game. I completely agree. And I, I think it's going to be our run game bouncing over their, their defense because they have a weak run D. Uh, especially receiver this week. Compared to the other teams we played, for sure. They've got a weak, a weak run defense. It's going to allow us to run the clock down. It's going to allow our defense to rest, which I think is going to be a really, really big part for us. And that's going to give us the opportunity to take advantage of turnovers. That's 
what will win the game. That's the keys to the game for the Lions. Clock ownership, running the, the running the ball, owning that clock, resting our defense, and taking advantage of turnovers because those turnovers are the key opportunities. we got to put those points on. We weren't able to hang the points against the uh, the Eagles like we wanted to. You know, we got field goals off of those things. We need to put the sevens up and uh, take advantage of those things. That's what will win this game for the Lions. The I, I, I'm so sorry for being negative, um, but I don't think our defense is better than the Ravens' defense, and the Ravens' defense got destroyed by the Chiefs' offense. No, you're, you're breaking up. I can't quite hear what you're... No, First no. time, though. No, that was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was purple. I, I, saw it on the, I saw it on the screen, but okay, uh, going back. No, no, no. Don't go back. We don't need to hear that crap. I was doing it on okay. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ahead, the... the uh, the Chiefs offense destroyed the Ravens defense. And I don't think the Lions defense is better than the Ravens defense. And that's where my concern that even though I think we do have some good matchup opportunity uh, situations, I just don't know that we can stop them from scoring points. I, I don't, that's I don't know key. that we are the, are, are, are at the pinnacle of defense that we can be that team. You know what's going to help? No. Thank you. I was waiting. I was just waiting. Come on. I, I gave you the stem. You got you to give me a yes and. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, the key thing that's going to help, or one of the key things that's going to help, is the people sitting in the stands. Oh, yeah. Make Absolutely. it a freaking home game. Give us the damn home field advantage. Hey, we go down 7 to nothing on, oh, on, on the Chiefs for possession. Don't you dare sit down. Don't you dare quiet down. This is a home game. This is one of the most important home games of the year. Be there and be loud. Be up in Mahomes' rear end. Be in his ears. Don't let him make the checks. The, the thing. Make him make him get the uh, delay of games. Make him call the timeouts. This is the fans' job. You, you you like this team? You're paying a shitload of money to go to these games. Go blow those lungs out and and help this team because it's they're going to need every ounce of the fans of their own power of of everything that we have from coaching to players to everything. The, everybody is part of this. This is it. This is where it's going to come from. If you're going to beat these Chiefs, everybody has to be there. And the second people start giving up. You you can't you can't just sit down and shut up as a fan and say oh the team gave up. <laughs> well, guess what? You gave up too. And mm-hmm. if you're standing there cheering the team on, you paid for the money, you paid for the beer. Go go enjoy it, have fun. If we lose and and, and lose respectably, that's still okay. That's still okay. Be a fan over that. This is one of the best teams in football right now, right? But go there and help that team win. Give them the edge they need that a home game gives. And if you can do that. You're going to up this team's chances, and you're going to help them feed off of the energy that's there, and, and you're going to elevate their game. It's, it's it's the truth. You hear it from players all the time in every sport. It's it's the, the 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 fans in the stands that help them elevate their game, that energy. And we've talked about it with other games. This game is super, super important. You have look, to be there. <clears throat> yeah. Look, I would absolutely love to be there physically. I will be at work, and I will have a headphone in and be listening to the game and be reacting <laughs> uproariously every time anything happens. Um, and everybody in the place is going to be looking at me like I'm crazy, and that's okay. I'm willing to accept that. If I'm willing to ostracize myself from my entire 
group of coworkers over over this game, then then you can stay involved. Yeah, if my, you're there, my wife's going to be out of town taking care of her poor sick mom, and we're going to be watching the game together <laughs> over Facetime, and they'll be hearing me scream in Michigan. And they're going to be hearing me scream. The whole neighborhood's going to know I'm watching the Lions here in Florida. If I if I was there at the at Ford Field, you'd know that I was there. It's it's time to to back the team up and do it right. This is not. There's a lot of things. People's got stuff going on in their life. This is your opportunity to separate the the rest of your life and the burdens and everything that comes with it, and just to just throw in. This is a great time to throw in. This is a game, man. This is a statement game for this team. This team wins against Kansas City, and holy crap, the national conversation changes around the Detroit yep. Lions. It isn't, it isn't fixed, but it absolutely changes. So there you go. All right, that's a look ahead to the Chiefs really quick. You may want to go to the game. I know I do, but I can't because the whole job thing, stupid mergers and acquisitions and onboarding and crap. But and Poverty. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the other side of it, right? <laughs> it's the thing. You don't have the money to go to the games. You can't go. You get the job where they make enough money. You don't have the fucking time. It's it's, it's, it's catch-22. But, boy, when I'm 75 and retired, I am going to have such a – yeah, next year. You didn't. You, I, I thought it was coming. I thought it was coming. Um, I am going to see so much Lions football. Pierre Poppy, uh, Perrier Poppy is, is my dude. He lives in Atlanta, and he flies up for every home game, and he still goes to a couple away games. So this guy is living the life. He's my fucking hero. All right, you want to go to the game? Ticks.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Ticks.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. T-I-X. Uh, head on over, and it's like all the other stuff. It kicks you right to the site. It's SeatGeek. You get to pick your own seat so no one else picks your seat for you because that's disgusting. And uh, go figure out where you want to sit. Go to the – it's not just Lions games. It's, you see the Tigers. You see the Red Wings. You can see the ballet, which I know Case is performing next week. Uh, you have all kinds of <laughs> amazing, amazing events that you can go to. You name it, any event. Head on over to ticks.detroitlionspodcast.com. Don't give those those fees to Ticketmaster. Split them. Take half out of Ticketmaster's hands and give it to your best friends over the Detroit Lions podcast. All right, last thing we got to do. And um, again, I want to talk about really quick. I didn't talk about this in the Chiefs game uh, we, tomorrow night, which is Thursday night. Uh, doing a live show with Riz. We're going to take your calls. We're going to do a look ahead to the Chiefs and go a little more in depth. Uh, we we call them quick takes. Last year, we're going to still do a little quick takes y, but it'll be a little, a little bit longer quick takes. But uh, we'll take your calls. We'll have a good show. It'll be live, again, on the YouTube, so make sure to check that out. We're going to start trying to do that if we can on a weekly basis and uh, just, just talk about the team and, and, and interact with you guys. But that's not what you're here for right now. Oh, no, no, no. We're here right now because it's time to take you heard him don't fuck around case <laughs> what do you got for us buddy a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about got a big division um again we got the defense to beat them so let's start at the bottom bears well okay first of all um it it bugs the crap out of me every year every single year the um nfc north i feel like it's overrated Everybody always says every every off season. Yeah. Everybody's like the NFC North is good. Is, is the best division in the league. Division be, you ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, they may have finally lived up to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's early, but you're right. <laughs> uh, if you if you're not already aware, which probably most of you are, that the, the uh, NFC North is undefeated outside of the NFC North this year. Uh, the Lions tied the Cardinals. Um, that's the closest thing we've had to a loss in division. 
the both the Bears and the Vikings lost to the Packers, um, and that's both of their only loss. And both of them, unfortunately, looked pretty good this week. Now, I will say the Bears, <laughs> the Bears almost let the Redskins, who might be the second worst team, and the only reason they're the second worst team is because the uh, Dolphins are. Um, intentionally tanking in a way that I don't think is any, it, it, like there is no, there's it be no possible way to argue against it. Um, I, I truly didn't believe, I don't believe that tanking was a thing that was happening in the NFL until now. This is um, really, even the, even I heard the suck, suck for luck. luck. <laughs> even the suck for luck. Jinx, buy me a Jack and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> even suck for luck. I don't think they were trying to be as bad as they were. They were really that the dolphins. Bad. The dolphins are trying to be bad. There is just no if, if, and or but about it. But, but the Redskins the, but are not, not trying get, to be bad. The problem they with, just are terrible. The, tr- the problem with and and the, the the dead tell right for and, and this is my Andrew Luck thing when he retired. So people don't get mad at me. But the dead tell that the the dolphins are sucking on purpose and tanking on purpose is the players screaming to get out of there. Because yeah. players understand how short a career oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah. And they don't want to waste a year of their limited career time that is so damn oh, yeah. short in a place that's sucking on purpose. And yeah. that's that's what I didn't like about Luck is if we want to go back to it in his retirement, right? You have a lot of people that bought into the team and his his jacking out like that left left some people hanging that maybe otherwise wouldn't have signed or would have made other decisions. Right. That's all. It's right. just for right. me, it's all about the team and, and, I, and it hurts me in my personal life sometimes when I take the team first. But it's it's what you got to do. I, that's what you signed up for, and and I'm and I'm really big on that. So, the guys asking to leave are the dead ass tell that that team is absolutely purposely tanking, and it's unfortunate because I would love to see a fire sale like that in New England <laughs> or in Los Angeles or in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> well, Green Bay for different reasons, right? But I would right. love to go to that fire sale and start picking up some low cost goods, man, real quick. Um, but it's just not. It's just not happening. There's not a lot. I mean, what do you get? Kenyon Drake? Yeah, uh, <laughs> right? I'm not sure that that's. A, I mean, I, he's rosterable, but yeah, exactly. Um, but that's but, what you're getting out of that team. There's nothing. There's nothing of. I mean, there's just nothing there that you're going to stand up and scream about. Yeah. No, I, I won't argue at all. But the the original point, going back to where we were, no, um, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. People love it when we we, we start to make a point. They're interested I'm just in it. Move I'm on. Just kidding. Yeah. No, they do. Um, they love it. I get complaints about the, it all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, the Bears beat the Redskins, but it, that's not a meaningful win um, at this point uh, because they, the only reason that the Redskins aren't the worst team in the league is because the Dolphins exist. Um, and, and once again, there was that moment. There really, truly was that moment where it felt like the Redskins might win this. Um, the Vikings crushed a bad Raiders team. Um, it, it, again, you know, it, neither of those wins is particularly impressive in terms of who they faced, but they both looked pretty good against them um, it, for the most part, through, uh, obviously aside from the Bears' close collapse. Um, they both had the weeks they needed to have, and that sucks. I really wish that one of them would have stumbled. Um, the the problem is <laughs> the the NFC North could send three teams to the playoffs this year, and I don't think that's far fetched. Um, that's a, it's a rarity in the NFL that a single division sends three teams because obviously you've got the division winner and two wild cards. 
Um, and, and the AFC North has done it a few times. Uh, I don't remember who else has done it, but um, it, it, it happens, but it's not a particularly like common occurrence. But I mean, legit, legit, the NFC North could do it. Unfortunately, we still have to be the team that, you know, <laughs> that, that makes it. You know, we, we still have to be one of those four, one of those three teams. And that's not a given at this point. Not, Our no. interesting games start after the bye. No matter win or lose this week, it doesn't, it, it's, it's, it, it's important, of course, and it gives us a leg up if we win it uh, because I think other, the other rest it's of the difference division maker. will also struggle. But the important games for us, we haven't played a division game yet. The most important game outside of the Lions game this weekend in the NFL, and I don't think this is just an NFC North thing. I think this is a whole NFL thing. The most important game in the NFL this week is Vikings-Bears. Hmm. And it will, be, it will be the one that I probably rewatch two or three times just to figure out what's going on Who you rooting with for? these teams. Uh, Give me a that, rooting, guys. God, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, they, oh, they're so similar. They're so similar in that they both have amazing defenses. They both probably top five defenses right now and terrible quarterback play. Now, obviously, Mitch Trubisky had, you know, his maybe his third good game in his career last week. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that's a, like a non plus again. Once again, against the Redskins, if, if the Reds, if, yeah. if you know, just if you make Mitch Trubisky look yards, good, that means you're bad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he never had a start outside his, the the Washington twenty, right? He had one hundred fourteen yards yeah. and forty three touchdowns. It's like, eh, okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm not worried about Biscuit, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm and worried. I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins either. And for the big reason I'm Dalvin not worried Cook, about Kirk though. Cousins is Dalvin Cook, though. Mm. Um, but I also think the Bears have some good running back uh, players. Yeah. So it's it's a it is if you get the opportunity watch that game because it, it, I, I, I assume it's probably on at the same time that our game is on. Sure. But if you have game pass, if you, you know, get game pass, if you don't, that's not, this isn't even a plate, a paid plug, get game pass. If you like football yeah. going back, even, even the condensed game, what is it? Yo, it well, that's it, perfect it, for me. Yeah. Those condensed games are perfect for me. And then if you, if you really like, like analysis, you get the coaches film. See each yeah. play twice. You see it from the angle, from the end zone. You see it from the all 22, Great, great way to watch football. If you if you're super into football and like it, the the coaches' film is great. If you just like football as a fan and like to see other teams play, the condensed games are freaking awesome. You shut the it shuts the announcers out except for the actual playing calling the play, and you see it. That whistle goes, and boom, you're ready. For, you're already at the next snap. There's no commercials, no anything. It's Game Pass at NFL.com. It's like a hundred bucks. Well, Maybe. well worth it, man. Well, well <laughs> worth it. No, I won't argue at all. Don't, um, don't no, share. It's, do you want to share our password? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was so an inside joke. Um, <laughs> all G's to all of you. That was an inside joke. Um, That's how I know you're not going to share my game pass with other people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. But, uh, Not that no, we would share I, it's, it. uh, buy it for sure. Everybody. If you, if you have the opportunity to watch that game, watch that game, because I, it, I think it will be a fascinating, uh, 
look into where the division is likely headed in terms of who's winning and who's losing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um obviously obviously things can change. Obviously things can change. We all know that. But as far as games to this point in this year, you've got the NFC North that like I said literally undefeated outside of the outside of the division mm-hmm. and two division opponents that are almost I mean I mean they're they're whoever wins this game could easily set their track to be either the division winner or a wild card. So it's like whoever wins this game, you're guessing makes the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So it is extremely important. All right. Anything else about the division that you'd like to discuss? Yeah, I got. I got to say. I mean, the Packers are. I, Packers. I don't want to talk about the Packers at all. Packers because they're good. Packers. And Zadaria Smith and and are they? called that shit. Are they? Oh, they were this week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Peckers yet. I st- I'm as confused about them as I was at the beginning of the season. Um, they've had they've had some good stuff fall their way. I just yeah, don't I know that they're that, that good yet, or as good. It's as just their that record. their defense is playing so well, and and it sucks that every defense in this division is playing so well. Yeah, yeah no, and that they sure. still have Aaron Rodgers because if if everybody if everything else is equal and all all four teams have an equal defense, which I, I don't necessarily. You think know, true. think that's true, but um, if all four teams had an equal defense and you give one team Aaron Rodgers, that's that's a shitty situation for the rest of them. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't disagree. All right, Zedaria Smith has just been killing it though, and, and it it sucks that they got him. All right, now, I got to say we've been doing the show for about an hour and a half now, and we're getting ready to to close out shortly. But <laughs> um, I the the name tag that you had the whole time, Case, I really have to apologize. I had Sandman's name there. Like, over from the well. Sunday. So <laughs> if someone checks in, they're like, ooh, Sandman looks a lot different than he sounded. <laughs> so I apologize. Just right now, it's Case, just so you know. All right, that's it. Um, we're going to call it a week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate it every week. We love our listeners. We appreciate you guys spending the time with us. We put a lot into the show, and uh, we would we would do it every day if we could, but unfortunately, we have, to, we have to pound it into one night where we can make the time to do it. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Telling a friend is the best thing you can do. It's the best vote of confidence and love that you can get, and we appreciate everyone who does that. Remember, we need your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback, and uh, we we adjust the show based on that. We'd like to hear from you. Also, don't forget about us on the Patreon. Patreon helps us go. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You can give as much as you want, but if you give as little as a dollar a month, you get access to the chat, the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions conversation on the Internet, bar none, unironically, 100% true. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast or on the Insta. We're on Insta. <laughs> Detroit Lions podcast is our name there. All one word. We haven't done anything yet. We're still working on what the hell we want to do with it, but we'll figure it out. You guys can help us. You can help us. You know, tell us what to do. We'll do anything. What the heck? We don't have any shame. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. We're one away from the next double zero milestone on our followers there. So uh, at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. Also at Case Lions. There's this guy who does. That's what it's. That's uh, this other guy. Show up every once in a while. Yeah, and um, that's where the real sexy stuff is because when you go there, you get to see Case uh, trying to control my pussy cat. <laughs> call, call us via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word: Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions Line at nine two nine three three Lions. It's nine two nine three three five four six six seven. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can come inside your ear holes automagically. 
Where else would you want it? Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. Nom, 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 nom.